It's not very often that I have a quilt shop on the podcast because it simply isn't possible to feature them all and every quilt shop has their own little wonderful story. But this week on the podcast, I couldn't resist because this quilt shop came with a recommendation from a past guest who I really enjoyed having on the podcast named Rob Appel. And when Rob makes a recommendation, he means it. So hold on to your hat and let's get into the story of So Yeah Quilting. And welcome to the Quilter on Fire podcast, where I explore the stories, the connections, and the joy of guests in the quilting world that'll bring you more joy and less overwhelm on your own creative path. I'm your host, Brandy Maslowski, also known as the Quilter on Fire, and I can't wait to share this week's episode with you. So here we go. My guests today are Zach Brody and Tianka, who are the So Yeah siblings behind the biz. They are known for their YouTube channel with all kinds of free tutorials and fabric free-for-alls, but mostly their variety show with crazy antics like testing sewing machines, even underwater in scuba gear. They have built their family business from the ground up, and they are now an internationally recognized operation, serving seven countries and growing. So Yeah Quilting is the number one rated quilt store in America, according to Google. But the thing that really hit home for me in Rob Appel's recommendation, beyond the wonderful family dynamic, was how they give service to the community. So let's explore the story of So Yeah Quilting. Zach, Brody, and Tiancom, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm so happy to have you guys here. So this is kind of a fun story about how you guys all started. So who who wants to go first with the story about how this online and in-person quilt shop kind of started from scratch? Uh, I will. This is Brody. So we really, they kind of started around the kitchen table. We're a very tight-knit family and we were sitting around the dinner table and my mom kind of had the idea of my mom's known for her crazy ideas, right? One day it's like, we're going to open a salmon hatchery in Alaska. And the next day we're opening a quilt store. <laughs> so I had just returned about two years earlier from a mission for our church in Argentina. Tiancom, so he's the youngest of the brothers. He was on a mission for our church in Argentina. And Zach was, at that point, we were already a therapist. Um, Yeah. So Zach was already finished with school and he was a therapist. So the idea kind of came up and my mom was like, we should open a quilt store. And we kind of laughed at the idea. Uh, it wasn't really, to us at the moment, a even logical idea at that point. And one thing kind of led to the next. And a couple of days later, I was with my mom in a quilt store, just hanging out with mom. And I saw that it was full of people and they were buying things. And, you know, I didn't have any idea what that you could buy a ten dollars or $20,000 sewing machine. And when I saw that, we kind of thought, hey... We could probably figure out how to sell those. We could probably figure out how to sell a sewing machine. And it kind of just snowballed into what it is today. So it's it's been just full of blessings and just a wonderful time. Yeah. So after you sort of walked into that initial quilt shop and you kind of saw the joy that quilters have, how did you sort of gather up your brothers and sort of bring them in on the idea? Well, let, let me jump in on there. So you also have to realize in my perspective of things as well. So I was on a mission for our church. We're members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I was serving a two-year proselyte mission. And I get an email that says, from Brody, 
uh, we're building a quilt store. Are you in? Like, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. So I never really got to see the behind the scenes as much because I was doing other things at the time. But it wasn't too hard to get everyone roundabout. I mean, it took an email and a couple of text messages and a and a crazy idea to get everyone on board. You know, yeah. and it started. It started as so. So mom obviously was the quilter. She started as the quilter, right? We're all quilters now, but she's the quilter and she had the idea. And then from there, Tiankum and I kind of hit the ground running. And then Zach joined in. Zach is, as you can tell from everything that he said so far in this in this podcast, <laughs> Zach is the quieter of the three of us. And he is a therapist and works with um, mental health and youth. And he wasn't really enjoying what he was doing at the time. And about two or three years into the business, what was that, three years? It's right at the beginning yeah. of, of the pandemic. Tiankum yeah. and I were sitting in our office, and his office was the building next door. We happened to have our location right next to his. And he was in there. We were on lunch break or whatever. And Tiankum and I were looking at each other and said, and I wish we could just like clone ourselves. We need one good person <laughs> for this next thing we're doing. And we, if we only we could just get someone that's just like us. And it was just quiet. <laughs> and it was like, what about you? <laughs> Zach was like, well, yeah, like I'll help out, like whatever. And so he kind of started helping out between clients and between what he was doing. And within what, a month? It was pretty fast. Within two or three weeks, Zach was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm yeah. done being a therapist. And I want to work with you guys and work together in this. Cause it was, Zach's definitely the most creative out of all of us. So yeah, it was, it was a wonderful addition to the team and just, Felt right, you know? Okay, so I'm going to direct this question at Zach here because I really just want to know the truth. When you heard about this idea that they were going to start up a quilt shop, did you think, gosh, these guys might need some therapy, so maybe I should join in? <laughs> um, well, it's not the craziest idea that's come across our kitchen table. Oh, <laughs> that's good. And so, no, when it was, when it was presented... Um, it just, it, it just seemed to be right. I guess it was, it was, it was both, it, it both seemed like the right thing as well as was something that I wanted to do because as, as Brody had mentioned, I wasn't, I wasn't where I should have been in the, <laughs> I wasn't where I should have been with mental health. Right. <laughs> However that sounds. Um, and I, I just, I wasn't enjoying the career that I thought I was going to be going into. Yeah. Yeah, well, and it's it's actually so great that you were able to just, you know, how can you kind of go wrong when it's a family endeavor and you're not happy where you are and this looks like a new adventure, right? Yeah. Well, well and on top of that, like we are very firm believers in that you should enjoy life. Yeah. And if there's so many people that, you know, Zach went to eight years of school, six years of school, six, six and training, six and then two and a half of clinical internship. There you go. So eight and a half years of training. And it's like, most people get in that position. It's like, you ever been to a doctor's office? And it's like, yeah, this guy looks like he hates his life. Like, cause people get through eight and a half years of school. Thankfully we've had the blessing of not having to, I mean, especially Zach, right. I didn't even go to school. <laughs> especially having the blessing of having gone to school for eight and a half years not having to say like, oh, I have to do this rest of my life, even though it wasn't something he enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Well, and something yeah. really about quilters and quilt shops that we've found is that we all have different likes and interests in, in the world. And we all kind of landed in this quilting thing. And for me, I was looking for an industry to raise a family in. And same for my siblings here as well with me. 
And let's just be honest here. Something happened and my child was with me in a quilt store and I had to dump my child off with some stranger, leave and come back. It's a quilter that you want to put them with, right? They're <laughs> yeah. going to have quilt made food on the table. You just don't have to worry about it. They're good people. And so yeah. we fell in love with the industry. Obviously, we came into the industry for business reasons. But then we fell in love with the actual people of the industry, which turned ourselves into quilters as well. Were there certain people in your life that had a creative impact on you early on? Well, the only, well, obviously, our parents and our, our family are kind of that. I'm sure that's everybody's well, answers. I'll, I'll, I'll stop you right there. Then, <laughs> so, so we have a, our father, okay? We didn't come from the background that everyone thinks we came in, in from. We came from a construction background. My father was a construction worker number of years and so the creative background was building homes not building quilts you know but building blocks not blocks (laughs) yeah right but they they cross-reference each other so often measurements are measurements cuts are cuts right yeah however when you mess a two by four up that's 25 dollars worth of (laughs) worth of material versus you know a house square triangle so we definitely had a father who was a builder and a mother who was a phenomenal mother to us who who raised us to try to do whatever we could possibly do, you know, and we landed in quilting because of it. Yeah. Well, dad is, our dad is a worker and he loves to work. He loves to build and create things. And then he gets another itch and he goes on to something else. And so there was always a, a moving forward. And then our mom is a, is a very classy woman and wants everything beautiful and a nice environment and so i think those those two things are what they were what we were raised with and we had, were definitely exposed to a lot of different opportunities and different different things to learn about and from there you, you pick up what your what creative things you're interested in when and as far as creativity goes you know we're we're so grateful to be in the position we are today because I'm like the least creative person you'll ever meet. And Tiankum is about in the same boat, maybe a little more than I am. And Zach is one of the most creative people you ever meet. So like we we were able, thankfully, because there's three of us to be able to take the different skills that each of us have and kind of combine that into, you know, the YouTube channel, into the service products we do, into the quilt store, into the retreats, everything else, and have the best of all worlds instead of, you know, unfortunately, you see a lot of quilt stores not make it because it's just creative people, you know, yeah. and there's somebody that's never run a business before. And all of a sudden they end up, you know, in trouble. But thankfully, we have a little bit of everything in it and it's working so far. Yeah, we're going to really dive into the business and what your roles are and have some fun with that in a minute. But first, I want to sort of go from that Brody mentioned a little earlier that you none of you were quilters. So I want you to each tell me a little bit about the first quilt you each made? Oh, I can tell you. Let me tell you. (laughs) So I'll start. So we had the crazy idea to open up a YouTube channel as a one, to help people and connect, two, to be able to help our business, and three, because everybody else was doing it. We're like, we we need to figure out what what everybody else is doing, right? Especially the last one there. When you look at all the the competition out there and the ones that are just thriving are YouTubers, we're like, that's the one for me. Let me tell you my first quilt. Okay. We set up our film studio. We, I literally got my iPhone and I put it above 
just imagine me like standing on a table, putting it above the workspace. We got another iPhone and we put it on a tripod and filmed me making, we called it a two hour power strip quilt, basically a jelly roll race quilt. And my first quilt that I've ever made is on YouTube. It's the very first video that we've ever put out. And it was like, we didn't, at that point, we had no team. We had, it was like us, right? We had our our normal Excel team, but so there wasn't any prep work done. There wasn't any, we literally sewed the whole thing on camera. It wasn't like, okay, and next we're going to do this. And then all of a sudden they pop back on with it finished, right? It was, we did the whole thing on camera and I pulled my iPhone down and the phone was hot (laughs) for so many hours. So my very first quilt was on YouTube, you know, so that was my first one. And if you remember that quilt, I remember getting a text from Brody and um, he texted me. He's like, dude, it hit a thousand hits. We were stoked. (laughs) We were stoked. Well, for me, I have the exact same similar story. The next quilt that we made on YouTube was a batik multicolored um, with a black background coin quilt. We were in a bind because we said we're going to do YouTube videos every single week. And uh, I grabbed, I literally typed in on YouTube, what's the fastest quilt to make? And it was a coin (laughs) quilt. We didn't know what we were doing. So I sewed the sample that you see behind us in that video. I sewed the second one in that video so my first two quilts were the same quilt twice and uh it was a nut and, and you couldn't you couldn't believe the sense of accomplishment when it's like that's like i made that strip quilt well and, and <laughs> even worse during that time period there wasn't really a team like this kind of was the dream team was our family was the dream team back then yeah. and uh so i remember finishing my my first quilt top and we were bringing a dealer at the time, not knowing how so even crazy at the, the moment there when you think back on it. And I walked it over to the Bernina long arm and I figured out how to computer long arm rid. And let me tell you, don't look close. It is horrible, <laughs> but it was camera quality for sure. So that's how I got into the first quilting that I ended up long arming after that. In the same vein. My first time quilting was whatever the first tutorial was that I did. And thankfully, at that point, things had advanced advanced where there was actually a prep team. And so I came on and I sewed a block. And then I took all the rest of the like the pre-made blocks and sewed those together into a, into a row. And then took all the pre-made rows and sewed those together into the quilt top. And for whatever reason, the, the my dear brothers had the... <laughs> the inspiration or the sick thought to have our tagline be teaching you how to sew like a pro. So <laughs> I, I put together this quote having no idea what I'm doing. And it's like, all right, and my name's Zach, teaching how to sew like a pro. We'll see you next week here at so yeah, Quilt. And I'm, I'm like trying to hold it as far back from the camera as possible because nothing lines up. Well, the best part about that, this is just some sick joke at this point. It was, it was great though then. Zach, when he was doing all this, we made a box featuring Zach. It was called the Zach Box. Well, that that was maybe a year after I <laughs> yeah. after I had started started well, learning. Well, started learning to sew. So we make this box called the Zach Box. It's no longer available. It sold out many years ago. But it was a like twelve different blocks. It's like a block of the month where yeah. Zach teaches you from A to B. And it a was to Z. it was the greatest thing because everyone <laughs> that bought it, it was like a mystery box for them. It was a mystery box for Zach, too. It was, it was the greatest <laughs> thing ever. 
And so uh, Zach learned how to sew along with everybody else. It was actually a, a genius idea on Daniel's part because there were I would go from tutorial to tutorial, and it's like, okay, so now here's this block. How do we do this? And I got somebody off camera. So okay, what's the next step? Yes, I do that. Okay, the next step. And so in, during that box, it was a beginner beginning quilters box. And so I learned the twelve basic quilt blocks. But what nobody knew at the time was I was learning along with them. <laughs> yeah, I just well, had the the advantage of having it my my session edited. Yeah, well, and we're big believers in like fake it till you make it. You know, like you. And that's how most companies are in the beginning, right? They'll, they'll slap some slogan on their, their billboard, like, best hamburger ever made. It's like, yeah. they have no proof of that, <laughs> but they're trying. They're not. Yeah. Google, Google proves that, though. I've heard. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, this podcast would not exist if I didn't start somewhere, right? So if you right? go back exactly. and listen to it. those very first episodes, you'd be like, what was that music choice or whatever, right? <laughs> and, so. and we honestly tell people, like, don't watch the first ones. They were <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you have likely all very much come a long way. So how do you guys feel about your quilting skills at this point? How many years later is it? Uh, seven, seven. Yeah, seven years. Yeah. yeah. So you've probably yeah. all grown and changed over time. Absolutely. When And it's thanks, honestly, it's thanks to our wonderful customers. Because every time a customer would walk in, they would say, oh, I'm working on a whatever, Bargello, trip, trip around the world, scrappy, whatever, you know? And we'd be like, oh, like, that's cool. Can I see it? And they'd show, obviously, Quilter wants to show what they made, right? So they start showing, I made this. So, well, how did you do that? You know, oh, very cool. And that's how we learned basically how to quilt is from our awesome customers coming in and saying, I'm making a one block wonder. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool. Show me how you do that. And then you'd show it. You're like, oh, that's really cool. You know, you, and you figure it out and you make a quilt and you whatever. But it's thanks to our our customers well and there's a i wish we could change this in the industry we've tried to at least in our own business is that we call them quilt shops but they're actually more like a community center right and it's a wealth of knowledge every time you walk into a quilt store and the customer that's walking in is one of two customers one that's coming to have a good time or that they're coming in for knowledge. And, you know, a lot of quilt stores get by on the notion of coming in to have a good time. But you, if you really want to succeed and, ex and like excel in this industry, you have to know it. You have to be able to yeah. do everything in it. And that's what the customer really appreciates. It's really nice to have that atmosphere where you're building a community around you and they can come in and learn with you. And actually, I think in your initial those original videos, there's probably something that really resonated with the viewer, right? Because they felt like they were kind of in the same boat, even if they, they didn't probably know. felt bad for us. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Right? <laughs> okay, so I want to get into where are you all living now in the world and who are your loved ones that you share your world with every day? Wonderful. Zach, why don't you start? You're the oldest. Okay. Uh, we're all, we are all in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, and my, I have my, lovely wife, Belsie. She is originally from Peru. Um, we met online. She came here and the rest is history. We have two kids, a three-year-old, my three-year-old son, his name's Iron, and my daughter is one. Her name is Joy. And we all live fairly, fairly close one to each other, down. like one door down pretty much from each other. So um, my wife and I met 
Uh, we've been married a little over seven years now. We we started putting inventory into our inventory system in my parents' basement <laughs> right before we got married. So we she's been here from the beginning. Um, she's originally from Colombia and uh, immigrated here when she was 18. And uh, we have two little girls. Sophie is six and then Unity is three. Oh. So then there's me here. Um, I've got a little bit different story than, than my brothers here. I've been married to my wife now for about the same time as Brody, seven. seven years. We're about to hit seven years. Um, me and my wife are high school sweethearts. And so I've known her for the past ever, you know, and uh, it's been amazing. Been amazing. We have three children. My oldest is six. His name is Raiden. The next one down is my four-year-old little girl. Her name is Mercy. And then I've got a 10-month-old whose name is Clarity. And so that's my little family there. And since we live one door down from each other, like when I open up the door, it might be Brody's kids or my kids or someone else's kids. It's just how it works with us. And there's, it's a lot of fun. It's my, a lot of fun. My littlest one, she's three. And she always says, and everybody goes home, she's like, where are my friends? Where are my friends? I miss my friends. When, and people don't, people don't believe sometimes that we literally live one door down from each other. And uh, last night, I had to turn off my daughter's walkie-talkie because she was talking to her cousin in the... My daughter. In the building next to it, you know, type deal. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of their hardest distinction in life is what's the difference between my best friend and my cousin. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the family events you have must be so fun. Every yeah. day. It's really hard to get, <laughs> you know, when you walk into a restaurant, can I get a table for 14? It doesn't, doesn't work very well these days, but it's good. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. I actually just made a reservation for a table for 16 because I went back to Winnipeg where I'm from to, awesome. to visit family. And I started off with eight and then another, my another brother said, well, we're coming and then we're coming. And then all of a sudden it was 16 and they're like, <laughs> we'll just give you half the restaurant. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that That's our Tuesday, right? Tuesday. <laughs> right. Well, and then we, we also have, the, they are not on the show today. We also have our sister, Ramey. Yeah. She was she just recently got married. Her husband's name is Carter. Um, and people who've seen the show have seen him kind of integrate into the business as well. Yeah. Um, then we have another sister, Alyssa. She and her husband live in Arizona. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. And so just tell us a little bit about your parents as well. So to round out the whole family picture. So mom and dad have been married for 37 years, six years, 36 or 37 years. So again, they're high school sweethearts as well. Okay. <laughs> And when I, people don't, again, we, we say things that people are like, oh, we, we want to see them. They don't match. My, my dad looks like a construction worker with mixed match clothing. That's how my dad is. <laughs> and a, a typical mullet. Like my, my dad never left the 80s type deal. <laughs> and my mom is this pristine, very, very elegant, pretty woman, you know? And uh, yeah, they don't match. And so when everyone likes to see us with mom. Because that they think that matches the best until they see it with dad, and then they're like, "Yeah, that's, that's what they're true too." They're amazing. Oh. They're amazing parents to us. They're oh, that's great. Parents to us, and still are. I mean, they're they're amazing, and grandkids. My gosh, they're great grandparents. Let me tell you. They're, yeah, they're grandparents as well. And you know, I don't know if they tell you this, you know, day to day, but what? So you've pulled this off. So I mean, what do you think your mom thinks from that initial idea to 
what wow like this actually really happened and it's this huge deal so what do you think she thinks about this whole thing well honestly our our mom is she doesn't work in the store or anything but anytime there's an event any thank goodness we couldn't afford the number of hours she's here right (laughs) kidding uh she doesn't work in the store or anything but she's at every event she's at every one of our live youtube shows she's She's definitely our big, her and my dad and our wives are definitely our biggest fans. And we know exactly what she thinks. Our mom is very vocal and straightforward. And she says, count your blessings. Yeah. You know, like she's, she says that everything that you have was given to you and it can be taken away. So use it wisely and use it well and spend well, your time using the resources that God's giving you to be able to help people around you. And, yeah. and do something with it. Like yeah. there, there's so many people that, work their whole lives to do nothing, you know, and, and we want to live our lives now and do something, you know? Okay. So Tiankum, tell us a little bit about the fabric design that you guys are working on. Okay. So we've been a fabric designer now for just over a year, somewhere around there, right? Yeah. About a year. Long story short on, on this is that we kind of approached a couple of, of people and saying like, Hey, we should probably like think about designing fabric one day. And it's kind of a taboo in the industry when you are a quilt store owner and then you go into to design. It's kind of like double dipping, you know, yeah. is how it how it's viewed a lot of times. And uh, we called one of our good friends. He's the president of um, Benertex Fabrics. So, hey, we're really interested in like doing this design stuff. And we sent him some artwork. And by a 15 minute phone call in shock, they said, we'll print this. And uh, he literally said, he's literally said, he's like, why don't you come to New York? And I said, you want to do it tomorrow? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> tomorrow. It was that fast. It, it, it was, wow. it was crazy, crazy fast. And we then gave him the artwork and developed not your mama's garden was the name of our line there. It's okay. still in production. It's still being released. Not only that craziest thing happened, very first launch sold it out. And so they went to reprint within the first about month and a half before it was even out all the way they reprinted. yeah 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 they started reprinting. it was pretty cool and then um about three months after that we got a second call which was great and they said let's go for round two they called us this time which is even cooler right like we made it we made <laughs> yeah. it they called us and uh they said what are you thinking and we we want to make sure that first of all quilt shops can sell it our line is a beautiful purples and greens, you know, tried and true colors. And so we want to stay with that notion for our second round as well. And we're not really big on, on naming things, just everything. And so our next line, it comes out next month, right? July is yep, the July. release date on that. Not your mama's garden, second edition. Okay. <laughs> we keep it really easy for everyone to remember. And uh, the first one featured a lot of larger scale, like lilies. Florals, lilies are are my wife's favorite flower. That's why they're there. Very pretty collection. This next one's way more in the succulents. We live in the desert. It kind of makes all sense there. And so we're very, very excited about that. And it's weird when you're a fabric designer and you walk into a quilt store and your fabric's there. You know, that's really cool. cool. Or I, I remember one of the larger fabric companies made this big promotion on not your mama's garden right when it came out. And we're like, this is so cool, you know, because <laughs> it's, it's an amazing, amazing experience to, to be had. I wish I had this amazing story of how we just tried so hard and we finally became fabric designers, but it wasn't <laughs> like that for us. Right. We, we had already become YouTubers by then and 
had kind of a niche. Yeah, and it was super quick. And that is one of my favorite questions to ask. How did it feel to have it in your hands? So I just love that. Cool. And it, so we're it, it was surreal. It's surreal to have yeah. something, especially like we ordered a lot of it, right? We were we were feeling pretty confident, probably yeah. a little too confident that it was gonna sell. And we ordered like more than a pallet of it. Yeah. So we ordered it and it was like it was sitting there and I looked at the handgun and I'm like, man, I hope this works. Like, and, and there's a different feeling in it in the sense of like when you get your paperwork that has all your artwork on it and then it has a little stamp of approval, like this is being produced. Yeah. And then you wait for nine months or however long it is. It seems like an eternity. And then one day your credit card gets charged and there's tangible something there, you know, that was the crazy moment for me of everything prior to that was like at any moment they can cut us loose. Yeah. But as soon as the fabric was printed, it was like, this is, this is real. This is for real. Yeah. 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 And then round two was just mind blowing to us. Yeah. That's so great. So round two is coming out in July. And if you are listening to this podcast right now and you're thinking, okay, where do I go to find this? You can go to soyaquilting.com and that's S E W and yeah is Y E A H. Right. And so definitely go check out that website. website. And not only that, of course, we appreciate the support, but support your local quilt shop too. Right. For sure. Check there first. If they don't have it, we'll take care of it. Yeah, for sure. And if they don't have it, Ask them to bring it in, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So after the break, we're going to talk about your YouTube channel and some of the great events you're doing. But I promised the listeners early on in this podcast that I was going to ask you about the team a little bit, like who does what roles in the business? So what's the best part about working together? Brody, you kind of topped it off by saying you each have your own special things. So so let's go there. So I goof off. Right. Tiankum goofs off. <laughs> that kind of keeps things together. Uh, no, so I take care of pretty much all the people. So um, we have a wonderful team. We have uh, different, you know, sales teams, long arming teams, floor teams, warehouse teams. I take care of all the people. That's so that's hiring, disciplining, letting go, um, as well as scheduling, all that kind of stuff. And then I also take care of pretty much all people. So customers, customer relations, all of that. Siakam takes care of pretty much everything you see in Soya. So inventory, machines, everything, displays. Yeah, in the sense of like, if a new quilt kit comes out, that's I'm developing those things, only inventory, not responsible for the sell of inventory, the creation of inventory to get then to Brody's teams to then sell and out, out the door. And then Zach takes care of Pretty much all the behind the scenes. So uh, finances, uh, our, any of our proprietary systems, any of the logistics of... Taxes. Taxes, man. Taxes. <laughs> um, Web- website maintenance. Website. Um, the, the input and organization of the inventory in, in the online system. Well, the, um, the, and all, just kind of the... Everything in the, the back end. The, connect, the connector pieces of the different system the different things that everything that's important and things that keep us out of jail <laughs> right yeah take exactly. care of those and is zach the scuba diver i'm trying i was trying to figure out in that picture on your website well, in, that, was, in that picture that was tianko that was okay. definitely the most experienced scuba diver out of all of us i don't know where you i don't know where you were i was i got uh we're all we all have a basic scuba certification um yeah. that we got the the bsa 
Um, but then I, when I went to school, I went to school at Goyo, Hawaii um, for my bachelor's, and I took an advanced scuba course there. Yeah. Wow. Where were you during that video? I, were you? We need a tech under the water is why. Oh, that's right. That's right. Tiankum was actually running the machine in the, in the scuba gear. The rest of us were freezing, holding cameras. <laughs> but you can't tell in those videos, in that video especially. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about it. But it was freezing. Let's just leave it at that. And then we have our little sister who works here. She's in charge of marketing. She takes care of Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. That, that Emails, realm. texting. The, the thing with all of us is like, that's not my realm. You know, so yeah. that's kind of her, her realm. I'm sure there's a lot more to it than just posting, you know. Yes. I know there's a lot more to it. And then our brother-in-law, Carter, there, he is in charge of all our classes. So all the classes at Soya are free and also free online. So he takes care of all that headache there on top of live streams, on top of, you know, the, it's... Pitching in everywhere else. Pitching in yeah. everywhere else. And things develop and he's taking over the new developments as time goes on. Yeah, so great. Uh, let's touch on that for a minute. So all of your classes are free. That's unusual for a quilt shop. So right? the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, why did you so feel that we, was important? We believe in education. We want people to learn and be able to feel like, you know, we started knowing nothing in this industry. And we it's know like, exactly how they feel. We know exactly how they feel when you walk into a quilt store and you're like, wow. Like, well, here, Here's a little story. And this is an honest, true story. And I feel so bad for this customer, too. I, I honestly do. Lady comes into our quilt store. We're open maybe three days, four days. She comes in and us, me being who I am, she says, where are your fat quarters? Now, that's a new term. I've never heard of such <laughs> a thing, right? And this is a business. That's a quilt store. having no idea what that is. And I said to the, to the lady, I said, ma'am, I'm sure we have them. Just tell me what they are, you know? And she had to explain to us how you cut a fat quarter. And she actually showed me how to cut fat quarters. And I said to the lady, and this, if we could take this decision back, we would have probably would. We said, ma'am, we cut fat quarters off the bolts here. Oh, I tried <laughs> to make the sale happen. And um, just choose anything you want. We'll cut it into a fat quarter for you. <laughs> still to this day, we cut fat quarters off the bolt and we have oh, no. 15,000 SKUs <laughs> now that have fat quarter problems, but oh. That we a lot of work. What it's like to be the new guy. On yeah, the so it's important to us to have that education and for, for somebody to walk into our store or online and be able to get help knowing, like, hey, I don't know anything about paper piecing or about whatever whatever the skill is, and knowing they're among friends. Like, it's okay. You can come in. You can know nothing. You can know everything about it and still get good education. So all of our classes are 100% free in store and online. So you can get on soyaquilting.com. And you can look, go under our classes tab and sign up for any classes via Zoom. And I'm, I'm not going to say they're like the greatest things on the planet, okay? Like, no. They're pretty good. <laughs> I would say they're pretty good. But the main focus here is let's say you are a Bernina owner, a brother owner, a Viking you know, owner. It doesn't matter what brand, okay? Classes are not brand specific, right? Yeah. And it's not community specific. And so we'll do a how to make this purse class. And it'll be the very first time a quilter's ever made a purse. Yeah. And it'll be the hundredth time that bag maker made a bag. But we get the cross scene over all the time. We get a lot of fun activities going on. And we're not just classes online too. Like we have just demo days online or we just have whatever it may be. Scanning classes. We have sew alongs. We have... You know, anything, everything, anything. And the customer gets it for no cost. Obviously, obviously, we're, we're kind of enticing people in the sense of 
you get into that class and you see something you like, you're probably going to buy it. So there is some business. We hope that people do, you know, like it's still a business, nothing's free in in life. Um, But we try to make it as cheap as possible for them. And hopefully if they want to shop with us, they can. Yeah. So great. And speaking of business, I want to touch on your website and your newsletter before we go into the break. So let's talk a bit about your website. It's pretty comprehensive. It's beautiful. It's got the nice family story on there with the pot roast right at the beginning of your story. Um, But if I click on the Soya quilting sewing machine, we're seeing all kinds of products. We're seeing yardage, pre-cuts, panels, notions. But tell us about some of the features of your website. What can people find when they go to your website? So what we try to make it one user-friendly. Our website is like a continual development. So we're always trying to make it better. We want it to be even easy to navigate and searchable. So if you're looking for green fabric, then you can go in there and find green fabric. Or you're looking for Christmas trees or whatever it is. And then we also offer quilting services. So you can get on our website and check in a quilt and then you just mail it to us. Yeah. Um, same with classes. Uh, we also have our service projects, which I know we'll talk about it a little bit later. Well, and, and we stay trendy. If you want Tulip Pink, we've got Tulip Pink. If you want Lori Holt, we got Lori Holt. Like yeah. we try to have the the name brand, what everyone wants on top of the things that you didn't know you want. Like last year I had a rep, maybe it was the year before last. She called us and said, you've outsold lettuce fabric more than anyone else. You know, <laughs> it's like, well, that's a very slim market, you know, and, <laughs> and we try to have as much as we possibly can. We carry Orifil thread, we carry Isocord threads, we carry pretty much every name brand sewing machine out there, every manufacturer out there. We try our best to stock as much as possible, but only top tier. We don't we don't do anything that's going to be in like a Joann's or or a Walmart. We want top tier goods, the best yeah. of the best. Because if you're making a quilt, it needs to last a hundred years. That, that's yeah. like the standard of excellence for us. So we try to make yeah. sure it's premium. Yeah, and she was probably thinking, what is it with these Vegas boys selling all this lettuce fabric? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. we try to have things that are, I mean, every single store you walk, obviously, we sell the trending stuff as well. You know, your tulip pink, yeah. everything else. But we also try to have things that when you have a project you're working on a specific, you need bowling fabric, or you need yeah. lettuce fabric, or you need yeah. Martian fabric. We try to have it. And we, it's a really good resource to have. And I've had so many people find us and say, you're the only one that carries whatever that whatever it is, yeah. you know, lettuce, vegetable fabric, Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, yeah, great. And then they see, oh, you have this too. And you have this too. And you have this too. So we really try to yeah. keep a lot of inventory in hand. And like Tiangam said, only the best quality. And when we moved to our new location, we used to be in an old location. We outgrew it. So we moved to this location. We ended up making a decision that's really benefited us actually in the end here is that we moved about... 30% of our inventory over to basics. And so that's your Bella solids, your Ryan Blake solids, your grunge, your shadow plays, your, I mean, Stonehenge, the, the basics. Yeah. And we found out how much quilters use the same thing over and over again. You know, if, if you only work in grunge, you're not going to choose some other one, you know? And so yeah. we try to stock all that now as well, just so that we're a source of, if your local store doesn't have, paper white grunge right now we can get it to you until they're back in stock yeah and once a quilter falls in love with grunge then they're going to fall in love with grunge with dots and then they're going to fall in love with grunge with stars and it's just going to be sure or or stonehenge and then stonehenge ombre and then yeah absolutely (laughs) and we try to be as much as we can when someone comes in they say you know i only sew with grunge which is great grunge phenomenal product um then we walk them over and say have you ever seen blink 
you know, what, yeah, whatever blossom. it may be, blossom by Riley Blake. Have you ever seen uh, Ruby Star Society's new spec? Have you yeah. seen, we try to broaden their, their viewpoint a little bit here yeah. as well, because we've realized, and this sounds bad, okay, we put grunge and shadow play next to each other. And I'm sure you know what both of those brands are, yeah. big, big brands. Yeah. And um, you'll be amazed how many people walk over to shadow play and say, this is the best grunge I've ever seen. Oh, really? And the yeah. shadow play people walk over yeah. to grunge and say, this is the best grunge I've ever seen. Yeah. And so we try to educate to say, no, it's actually shadow play and you love it. So that's great. Yeah. So we try to educate along the way. Yeah, so good. One thing I love is that when I open up your website, it's automatically in Canadian currency for me. So yeah. in my little intro there at the beginning, I said that you sell all seven different countries and and growing. So tell us a little bit about that. Are you obviously YouTube is international, right? Like anybody yeah. can get on YouTube and watch it, and that's kind of where the international sales started um, from our YouTube shows. And then we've realized, hey. You know, we got a lot of Canadian friends and family that want to be able to get on there and, and shop on our website, as well as, you know, Mexico and Spain. And we have some Australian customers, Greenland. Um, we've got a, we've got little pockets of customers kind of all over the place. But obviously, United States and Canada is probably our, our you know, for sure, our main market. Well, that, that's um, the number one. Yeah, I mean, United States and Canada. And uh, we try to make it easy for people to be able to shop. That's just the biggest thing. Like find what you want, have it be good quality and make it easy. Well, and as as we ventured into other countries and stuff like that, and, and we're not big time in these countries, but packages do end up there often. What's happened too a lot is when a friend, like we just had some Brazilian ladies here maybe three or four days ago. And she was like, oh, my friend bought something from you. We know it's good quality. And they landed in Las Vegas and came to the store because of it, you know? Yeah. So it's not just, I mean, we have people from all the world coming into the store just because of the name or just because of the Google reviews or whatever it may be. Yeah. And lots of New Zealand, New Zealand lots of, yeah. uh, it, we, we live in Las Vegas, right? Every yeah. walk of life walks through Las Vegas. And so yeah. we, we get everything. It's funny because we had, uh, we have a big map in our store and we have like pins on the map where people can put a pin in where they're from. Yeah. And we walked by there and like New Zealand is just full of pins. And I'm like, <laughs> what great. in the world? Like where are all New Zealanders coming from? <laughs> and then we come around the corner and Tiankum's oldest son is over there pulling pins out of everywhere else and sticking them in New Zealand. <laughs> We're like, wow, we thought our we have a whole new marketing campaign down the drain to our New Zealander friends. Uh, but thought it was empty space. Right? Gotta fill it. No, but yeah, the best the funny. best thing about the best thing about in store is that everything in store you can get on soyaquilting.com. So that we really yeah. try to mirror them. Usually, you know, it's it's vice versa. It's like they either have no quilt store either has a no like online presence or they have yeah. no in-store presence and just online. We try to have a great mix to where if you've been to our store, if you like our store, if you like our stuff on social media, you're going to be able to get that on soyaquilting.com. Yeah. yeah. And let, let's say you buy something in store. We ask everyone to do this. It's sign up with us. Okay. You can unsubscribe from the newsletter, whatever you like, but sign up with us. Yeah. Because in three months from now, and you call us and say, I was in your store and I bought this. We can track it down. It and we yeah. can say if we have it, if we don't have it, how much you need. It helps out a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this whole nice login sign-up area and everything. And so if people want to get on your newsletter, but, they can scroll to the bottom right corner and they can go ahead and subscribe. And one thing I really like is you have, you know, all your classes are free, of course, but you also feature your favorite designers. And there's actually the three of you featured in there as well, which I think is <laughs> oh, pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> 
you have books and yeah. patterns and everything. So your website's wonderful, but let's talk a little bit more about your store because it is a bricks and mortar store. So, and you grew to a bigger location. So mm-hmm. just tell us a bit about that. So um, our store here, basically our store is the in-person version of our website, right? Yeah. We have, um, we sell Bernina, Brother, Janome, Andy Quilter, Juki, Husqvarna, Viking Fof, um, Singer. Singer. We sell pretty much everybody, uh, tons of accessories. Uh, we also do, we have over 15,000, 10,000 bolts in store, 15,000 bolts in store. 000, excuse, I don't know what that tons of notions, a big cell room, um, classroom. And in store, we do retreats, we do classes. We try to just be a one-stop shop, as well as, you know, machine repairs, long-arm quilting. We try to be a one-stop shop where you can walk in and get absolutely everything you need. We'll let you measure this. This happens probably once every other month. We get a review on Google. Yeah. And and we're all about Google reviews. Vegas is a a city that lives off of Google reviews. So we we love Google reviews. And um, we get about once a month, once every other month, someone posts, never coming back to the store, it's too big. <laughs> and we didn't have that happen one time. A lady walked in and she walks around and she walks, she's like, you know, what? I'm not coming back. And I said, well, you know, people say that sometimes joking, right? I'm not, you don't have enough inventory, you know, kind of teasing. And I'm like, oh, really? Why? She's like, it's just too big. And she turned around and walked out. And I looked at Tianco and I was like, well, there's nothing we can do about that. Yeah, like, like well, she's like, your customer service is great, but I can't, your store is too big. And we kind of started yeah. laughing, you know, but so we we try all that we can to have everything, but but still we, maintain that. Good customer home. service, that kind of homey feel to it, and and yeah. all of that. So, well, and, yeah. and on top of that is that, okay, everyone has an off day. We understand this, right? People are people, but we pride ourselves in customer service, right? When you walk through that door, there is somebody standing there, going to greet you, ask you what special projects you're working on today, and try to fulfill your need. If you want to be left alone, say, I don't need anything. Go browse, and they'll leave you alone. You know, yeah. like there's... But we we have good resources right there at the door for you. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times people just come in to hang out and walk around and do all that kind of stuff. Obviously, spend a couple hours because it takes a second to make the loop and uh, enjoy it. You know, we want everyone to enjoy the brick and mortar store. But something that we can promise you, every 40 feet, 50 feet in our store, there's either a couch a chair, a bed, go sit down, go lay down. Not a big deal. <laughs> Everyone does it. Enjoy your day. Think of it like Ikea. Enjoy it. Okay. That sounds so good. I love it. Okay. So right now we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk all about boxes that these guys create, some of their events. We're going to talk about any big news coming soon. And of course, the YouTube channel. We'll be right back. Bernina is known for their innovative and quality sewing machines. K-Facet is synonymous with color and pattern. What do you get when these creative powerhouses join forces? Together, they have created two of the most colorful and precise sewing machine choices for quilters. The Bernina 770 Plus with embroidery option comes loaded with cave designed stitches and glorious embroidery motifs. And the Bernina 475, a smaller machine perfect for piecing and quilting, now in a delightful color chosen by Cave himself. See these limited edition machines at your local Bernina dealer. Or look for more details at Bernina.com. 
Do you have a quilty biz and you advertise? If you want to reach out to quilters, podcast advertising might just be the perfect thing for you. At a fraction of the cost of magazines and Facebook ads, Quilter on Fire podcast ads reach thousands of quilters and stay up online available to the listener for the life of the podcast. Email me at brandy at quilteronfire.com to plan your next advertisement today. And we are back, and I love to talk about studio space. So when the three of you are actually creating, is it always kind of in your YouTube studio, or do you have studio spaces at home? I, I, I try to keep work here at this point. Right. We're here long enough. <laughs> we yeah. all have little kids. So our yeah. studio space is here at the shop. Yeah. Um, and like you said, most of what we do is for YouTube. And so we spend a lot of time in the YouTube studio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. and so we have... A larger studio, it's separated in half. One is live, so our live setups, and then the other half is tutorial setups. People think that that's the same thing. It's not. They're different equipments, different cords, different cameras. And so we run about two studios here, and uh, it's been working pretty well for us. Yeah, sounds so cool. And so I want to get a little bit of a glimpse into a day in the life of the Soya brothers. So like, there's just so much going on for us to kind of capture in our minds with the YouTube and the whole different thing. So give us a glimpse into you guys wake up in the morning. Do you all just like head across the street or how does that work? <laughs> so each of us runs like seven miles each morning. <laughs> we eat spinach and eggs. I don't know if I believe that. Um you can't see us on this podcast though, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, well, the thing is, is that each of our days are intertwined, but different. So yeah. um, well, my, my day, I'm going to wake up by a 10 month old. I'm going to jump in the shower <laughs> and head to the shop, you know? I, yeah. I teach uh, early, it was called early morning seminary. So I teach Bible classes during the school year, Monday through Friday. They start at 6 a.m. So I teach teenagers Bible classes at 6 and then I get to the shop and we all, every single morning, we have an 8 a.m. morning meeting where it's like, it can be 10 minutes long. It can be two hours long. Usually we try to keep it under about 30 or 40 minutes. And we go through any, uh, if there's any fires that need to be put out, those are the first things we talk about. Um, Culture on fires. Right. We've got to put out the fires. So if there's any fires, we're going to put out the fires. Um, we have scheduling, kind of all your normal, you know, businessy stuff. Yeah, and, and then, then each of us kind of goes our ways. Lots of deadlines, you know, yeah. like people don't realize at a quilt store, if a quilt store is inventing something, it wasn't this week. It was three months ago and it's today's the day that it has to be done. So we yeah. have, we talk about deadlines. We talk about if there's any team member issues. Um, a couple of memes. Right. There's a meme or two in there. Know. Somebody's usually riding a, a skateboard or a one wheel through the meeting. Kind of just, it's, <laughs> it's relaxed, but at the same time, it's, it's, we knock out everything we need to do. Um, and then from there, we kind of all go our separate ways. So I then take care of teams. Usually if anything's brought up in a meeting, I mean, literally, if anything's brought up in a meeting that has to change in the company, as far as with people, I then go and start solving that with the people. And then you guys, you guys kind of tell them what you do as far as go day to day. Yeah. I mean, like I said, our, our days start the same. Then my day goes to kind of whatever, kind of whatever's needed that, that day, be it be it a tax filing, be it a a license, a contract issue or renewal or whatever, payroll. Um, if there's something amiss with our with the website or change that need to be made or just updates that need to happen. Yeah. Um that kind that kind of stuff. All, all the just the boring behind the scenes stuff. I mean, yeah. 
I mean, I, I, my title should be stuff doer because it's a lot of it's just just that you can't really make a comprehensive list without it being you know six pages long. Exactly, yeah. and then for me, like I go from and I, I really enjoy my job. Some people don't like this kind of lifestyle, you know, from, bre- I, from breakfast to napping. Right? <laughs> no, I I go from one thing to the next in in what I do. So like. This week, I go to H&H, so that's yeah. a big trade show out there in Chicago. Uh, we have to finish off some deadlines for a subscription box this week on top of a brand new series that we'll talk about here in a second that will come out in July. That has to be tr- like finished this week. Next week, I'm in Brittany University with you, which is going to be absolutely amazing to hear about the new case machine that's about to be released, which will be awesome. And then um, I'm back here for the next deadline. So I'm really in the deadline world of things being created and finished. And then I create, I pretty much create all the problems for the company as much as I can, you know, like the newest, greatest, latest department or the newest, greatest, latest, you know, we just introduced our new jelly roll type um, pre-cut. We have six and a half inch strip rolls. they're very specific. They make really cool quilts and our whole YouTube is about to turn to that for the next month. And so I try to get all that up and running and then everyone else is like trying to put out the fire. Tancom does a lot of the, so a lot of, Tancom has great ideas. Yeah. So Tancom does, has the great ideas. I figure out how we're going to do it with the people and Zach figures out how to make it work on as far as like, Hey, we want to do subscription boxes we're going to start this in like three or four months from now, Zach, can you figure out how to charge yeah. everyone once a month and how to get it to ship? You know, so we all work intertwined and in how we, and then, you know, little sister, Ramey, she's marketing it. And then Carter, he's making sure that these new products go into classes. It's, it's a yeah. whole, whole deal, but it's all the same, but all different in, in our world. And then when I'm failing at something, Brody jumps in. And if Brody's not got something under control, then we jump into Well, that. even today, Tiankum texted me and said, I was out of the office. And he texted me at about noon. He said, hey, I finished my list early of the tough stuff that I had to do today. My wife has been out. She just has a cold, has been sick. And he's like, I know you had to go and take care of stuff yesterday. I, I can take care of some of the things on your list if you need something done. So yeah. we try to help each other out when we can. And we also each understand you know, we're brothers. We've been together for literally our entire lives. So uh, we understand what someone's good at and what someone isn't good at. And so it's easy to be able to say like, there's a, you know, there's a issue that I'm better at solving than Tiankum or vice versa or Zach. It's like, Hey, you know what? I'll take care of that for you. Like I'll go and, you know, discipline this team member or whatever it is that the other person doesn't want to do. Well, I, I've got a perfect example and quilt shop owners who, who listen to this will understand this. I can't let someone go. I just, it's not, it's not in me. You know, I, yeah. I'm not a good manager at all. Yeah. Brother here, who's, it's Brody, who is amazing at managing people, right? Yeah. Anyone who works underneath me, like, I feel bad for him. Like, I, I'm just not a great ma- manager, you know? <laughs> and so we try to fall into each other's strengths instead of try to work on our weaknesses. It's better to just rely on someone next to you, their strengths, and they rely on your strengths, and it makes it work. Yeah. It's yeah, so great. Movie. I can't remember what the movie was. It was a baseball movie. And he's like, I need you to let this player go. Yeah. And the guy just stressed. I think it was Moneyball, I think it was. And the yeah. guy's just stressing about it. And he that's walks me. in, he sits down, and he's like, that's Tianka. Just stressed <laughs> out of his mind. He's like, we're going to let you go. <laughs> that it? Yep. <laughs> All right. Stands up and comes out. It's like, we have, you know, that's we each know what 
what the other person is good at or not. So, however, on, on the flip side of that coin, like I just just recently ordered in a I, I can't even remember how many thousands and thousands of yards of this particular couple of pieces here. I'm totally okay waging that bet. You know, of this <laughs> has to work. You know, so yeah. everyone has their thing in life. Mine's just not management. <laughs> Yeah, so good. Well, it sounds like you work together as a well-oiled machine. And it's really nice to get a little sneak peek into how, you know, such a huge quilt shop, kind of like a family empire works, right? Right. Okay, so I want to get into a few things before we talk about the YouTube channel. I want to talk about these boxes that you guys are doing. So tell us about some of the couple of the boxes that you've been putting through, putting out to quilters. There's a couple of different things here. We'll jump in with subscription boxes. We offer a subscription service. Um, it's 55 bucks a month plus shipping. Or actually, no, it's plus tax. That includes shipping. 55 bucks plus tax. And um, essentially what it is, is we're trying to bring to you the things that you wouldn't wouldn't normally get, I yes. guess is, is best said. So this year, it's the friends box. And every year, the subscription changes things. And so it's never the same as the year previous to it. Very first year, we did grunge. It was nothing but grunge. The next year after that, we did nothing but basics. So they were all these new, different basics. This year, it's friends. So we essentially select one of our actual friends in, in the industry. You know, not not our Facebook and Instagram friends, our real friends. Yeah. And um, we hang out with them, and we show people what it's like being somebody in the industry that isn't a to the paint. You know, that doesn't have all yeah. the attention. Well, for, and for example, it can be someone as simple as... Not as simple as, but someone like, you know, we had a rep, we've done different reps last month, Michael Steiner. So Michael of Michael Miller Fabrics, yeah. we've met him lots of different times. We kind of, we did a warehouse sell on our YouTube channel with him and kind of became friends in the sense of we started, you know, when you can, when you can have a conversations with somebody in your line of work and in your industry and you don't talk about it, you talk about something different, you know, that yeah. you can be friends, right? So we, he, he came here to Vegas and we, rode electric scooters and one wheels all over a canyon and interviewed him while we were riding these scooters like just fun things cool. that we would actually do in our normal life you know what i mean yeah. so yeah. it's and, and in their normal life and in their normal life you got to understand that you know we're we came from you know we we're kind of rugged out outdoor boys growing up and you know young men as we were as we were growing up and we went into a quilting industry and we tried to kind of fuse those two things together a little bit and the things that we do, even some of our shows that we've done, because it's, this is our real life. You know, it's yeah. not a, it's not something we fake. It's not something you, you we're, could fake, you know, we, we're on YouTube too much to fake it, right? Yeah. <laughs> we can't do that. So the friend box is, is a really good experience. It, inside the box, you definitely get your values worth. There's videos on the boxes as well. It, it's just a really fun we don't even call it a subscription box. It's more of an experience box. You yeah. have a really nice experience. And so that's our subscription service. In December, it will flip over to the next theme, which will be super fun. Stay tuned for that one because we don't talk about that until December. Yeah. And um, then we also make one-off boxes. And the one-off boxes can be but it's really. It's one of the, I feel like the, the singular boxes that we do are one of the coolest things that we do. So like, for example, this, this podcast is going to air. It's going to air on July. No, what's the date today? Hold it. It's the 20th today. It's going to air on June 27th. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so this, so for example, this box is going to air, or excuse me, this podcast is going to air on June 27th. So yeah. on the 4th of July, 
we have a box coming out that we only do, we'll only do it one time. It's not something you can get all year round. And it is a red, white, and blue all Americana themed Quilts of Valor box. You can use it for Quilts of Valor, you can use it for personal, but it's a box that we make a limited quantity of. And if you're not on line with us when we release that box you that, won't you that, won't that one sold online so we'll, you, yeah you won't be able to get in on it you know it's it, they sell out and there are themes of that are very important to us and they're things that are important to us you know we did one that was all around zach and and his quilting journey last year we did one called the patriot box which is also on the fourth of july yeah. um they're very cool project-based boxes that have um videos attached to them they have patterns they have fabrics they have threads they have all the whole bit but they're limited edition and you can get in on them you know for a very short amount of time so and and they are as far as business-wise goes company standpoint um they are we it's a lot of inventory you know like we're we we hedge this bet you know that this is going to work on, on these um, so like for the new boxes coming out on the 4th July, I won't give too many details. That way everyone can be surprised still. Um, yeah. We worked in tandem with a manufacturer to produce it. And so they produced all this fabric, which then we're now making our kits out of it here in-house. All of our kitting done here in-house. We try to keep everything that we can in-house. And um, what's so amazing about this is for the first time in a long time that we've seen, ourselves a company is working directly with the manufacturer and co-oping kind of this this it's going to be a, a kit of some ba- kind basically i mean i know you're canadian <laughs> but basically if you love the red white and blue you're gonna love this box yeah. it's on the fourth of july it's our independence day it's the real deal okay it's like super super fun but call it think of it just as like a giant red maple leaf on white and red and get those same feelings <laughs> if you're Canadian. It's the same thing but with yeah. eagles, okay? Right. You guys yeah. know how it is. We love yeah. our Canadian friends. And the thing that people don't don't think about in this box is that this box can release. It's going to be this 30-minute special from Soya, right? It's most likely going to sell out within the 30-minute special, which is awesome, right? Yeah. Um, it was in September that it was proofed like Uh, they gave us the stamp of you know what we can move forward with this box yeah and so it's you know seven eight nine months in the making already and so if you're listening to this the week that the podcast has come out you'll be able to get down on the fourth of july if not next year (laughs) yeah 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 and and we have a lot of boxes like that um this year we'll come up with an advent calendar box which will be super cool but again we only do things in the sense of what matters to us you you know Mm -hmm. like when we yeah. did the Zach box, it was Zach matters to us. Zach matters to us, <laughs> but not only that, it matters to get a quilter from zero to a quilt. You yeah. know, that matters to us. The Patriot, we, we're red, white, and blue kind of people, right? We we love our country. Um, yeah. The Advent calendar box isn't going to be just solely quilting. It's going to be about Christian beliefs, right? We we believe in yeah. Christmas as Christ, and so. It's going to be things that we believe in. Um, we've had boxes that release with charity products. We've had, you know, it's all based off things we believe in. Hopefully yeah. the consumer likes it too. Yeah, so fun. So fun. So, and definitely be able to find out about that if you're on the newsletter. And then of course, if you go to the website, you'll see it as well. So yeah. I want to dive in now into your YouTube show. You've done some crazy antics. You do shows, sales, tutorials, shorts, words with zach even um 
you blow up sewing machines. So tell us, how did this even get started? And tell us about some of the crazy things you've done along the way. So YouTube started, um, well, there's different portions of it. So like just our YouTube channel started, like I said, my first quilt. And we kind of just started from there and started working our way through, you know, learning how to quilt, learning the online side of things, a little more national and international recognition is what we wanted, you know. We live in a place that's a tourist, a tourist town, right? It's Las Vegas. So we we wanted people to know, hey, I watched them on YouTube and I'm going to visit their store and I'm there at a convention or on vacation or passing through. So we started with just the tutorials. And from there, uh, basically, before, right when the pandemic happened, we had about 20, 15 or 20,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel. And we said, you know, everybody shut down. You know, I don't want to talk about the pandemic because that's not what we're highlighting, right? But everything shut down. And we, Tiankum and I were sitting in the film room and we said, we're going to go live and we're going to try to sell fabric on YouTube. We have 15 or 20,000 people on here. We're going to, we're going to go live. So literally, well, I'll, I'll pause you though right there for one second. Everyone was in crisis. We all know how, how the situation was of COVID. We're not going to get into that, but everyone understands that. We sat down. And it was scary to us, right? And we wrote down we had to sell X number of yards so that we didn't have to cancel orders and we didn't have to let people go. Okay, that, that that's the moment in time because we understood that the manufacturer was in the same boat that we were. Like globally, we were all in the same boat, right? That was our goal. And so we packed up. It was literally you, you know those black totes from um, like Home Depot Home with the yellow lid. Yeah, with the yellow lid. Yeah, it was one of those. We packed it all in there, and we said if we can sell this, and we had to sell it. It was just before. Oh, wait, wait, you're getting ahead of yourself. So right. this, yeah, it was a black tote with a yellow lid. But that day before, Tiankum and I just literally like got our phone out and like clicked go live. We'd never done it before, and it was like, hey guys. Anybody have any questions? Like, what do you, you know what? We didn't even know what to say. And then we said, tomorrow night, we're going to go live and we're going to do a fabric sale. So then fast so, forward. So awkward too, because we're real. used to talking to an inanimate object. Now we're talking to people. You right. know, it's, it's so a- we had one of those black totes, like Tankin was saying, with yellow lids on them. And we, they had 50, I remember it had 50 products in it. Yeah. So it was like, a, it, it was, was like three individual pieces, individual of pieces of fabric. So like a three yard cut and a five yard cut were all we did. And, yeah. um, we went live. We literally went live in my parents' bedroom because they had because they had the be- or my parents' basement oh. because they had the best uh, Wi-Fi in that area. <laughs> like we just like we didn't have no idea what we were doing. So we went live and they sold Wait, out boutique t-shirts. Yeah, fish tank in the back, just like right. And um, literally, we finished the bucket, and it was like the, somebody commented like, well, "Are you going to do this again?" Like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this next week again on Saturday. Like, we just we kind of just made up a spot. We ended the live, and it was like, well, now we have to figure out how to charge well, these people. Like, we need to figure out how to well, send invoices. We didn't know what we were doing. This is the greatest thing about that video, and this is how on the spot it was. We were selling to locals. That's the mindset that we were in, right? Yeah. That's, that's, that's our entire YouTube base, right? When you're only been here, that's what you think about. And we actually took down the video. We, we take down the video. That video doesn't exist anymore. Because we gave out our personal cell phone numbers. Oh, because no. I literally, I literally was just like, yeah, here's my cell phone. Just text me. We'll figure out how to get it to you. We, had, we didn't know what we were doing. Right. And so uh, I have, we, so we invoiced the people that night and then all night, so they'd have all night, invoiced the people, everyone paid. They either did an in-store pickup or we shipped it to them. 
And that's really, I mean, the essence of kind of what we do on our YouTube, yes, we do tutorials, we do awesome warehouse tours and all of that. But every Tuesday and Saturday night at 5 p.m. Vegas time, so that's Pacific time, we do live sales. So that was the very first Saturday night D-Stash that we did. And we've done it every was, single... It was only the D-Stash. Right? It was just the D-Stash originally. We did, we did that. We've done that every single week since the first week that COVID happened. And we had literally have not missed a week. And then from there, it was like, well, this is our, so our Saturday night D stash, we do at six, $6 a yard. So yeah. we have three yard cuts, five yard cuts, jelly rolls. I mean, we have, well, we have everything. Three yard cuts, 18 bucks. No brainer. Easy. Right. Yeah. So, and then obviously you're talking Moda, you know, Batik yeah. Textile, all the good companies. Right. Yeah. And then one day we're sitting, I think it was Zach that came up with it. It actually we're sitting there and it was like, we need to get, like, we have this fabric that we're selling as the initially it was just like to keep our doors open. Right. And yeah. then from there, it was like, we weren't canceling order. We got a brand new order in with name brand designer. It's like, you can't sell this at $6 a yard, but we, and people want to get new fabrics too. So yeah. we said, you know, what we're going to do instead of D stash, it's going to be called new stash. So we did a new stash revolutionary, revolutionary names, names right? <laughs> Um, so Tuesday night, every Tuesday night, we do what's called new stash. So the newest designers, the newest products that have hit the market, we sell those at 1150 a yard on YouTube. So basically all someone has to do is they get on YouTube, they type in. So yeah. So S E W next word, Y E A H. And they'll see our channel there. They can subscribe, like, you know, please subscribe, please like, and then, (laughs) and then from there, they, we have the live sales. They just click on it and we're, it's going to be all three of us. So you actually get to see, you know, instead of, you know, podcast, podcast version, you'll see us and we hold up a piece of fabric and we say it's number one or number five or whatever the number is. And you put in the number in the chat. And then at the end of the day, we invoice you for it. And, and, call yeah. who gets it and it's, it's so much fun. It's- so YouTube has really been revolutionary for our business as far as recognition goes and, and also sales, but that's just one portion of it. You know, the other portions yeah. are, We've done videos at E.E. Shank. We've done videos at uh, with Maywood Studios with, uh, we were just last week in New Jersey doing one with Anthology and Wyndham. So you can really see behind the scenes industry um, takes or videos on our YouTube channel. So it's pretty cool. And and it's opened up a, obviously in the sense of business, okay, like this is a business, we sell things, that's how businesses work, right? But it's also opened up a lot of doors for other people too. Through yeah. Shoya. Like we have a good friend, I'm sure you know her, Orange Dot. She's a pattern designer, she's amazing, right? We went live with her and she gets a lot of brand recognition and we sold a lot of patterns. Um yeah. we've been to any trade shows here in the US. There's a lady, her name's Mary. She she sells like African African hand-eyed boutiques, right? Yeah. We went live with her one day, and I kid you not, there's nothing left in her booth. Wow, that's great. You know, and so it opened up not only new doors for other people, it opened up new doors for us. And now it's hit the scale for us that we go into manufacturers and to show people what it's actually like, where the fabric's actually coming from. Because this industry is a pretty tight knit, don't want to share secrets kind of industry. And we're not that way. We're like, you tell me a secret, it's going public because that's, we want everyone to know so they can appreciate what's being done. When, yeah, yeah. And I know, Brandy, we're, I know we're going to talk about service later, but it also opened up the realm of being able to serve other yeah. people, you know, because a lot of times people want to do something and, you know, sewers are, are giving people, 
right? Yeah. Most people don't even have a, most quilters don't even have a quilt in their house that's for them, right? They're all going yeah. to somebody else. So and true. when, you know, sometimes it feels like, well, I can't just donate one quilt to some random organization. So yeah. through YouTube, we've been able to organize service projects, which we'll talk about and that just really can get the community together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then on the note on the Soya show, you mentioned that we've done a lot of fun things there. The Soya show was a, it, it, it'll eventually come back. It was a whole year series that, that we did. And then we put it on pause when we were, we were moving buildings and all that kind of stuff. It was a really weird experience to do all that because I can't say that the videos were getting just a kajillion views, right? They, they weren't. They they were a lot, a lot of time and they weren't getting very many views. But my gosh, we walk into a place and you're like, oh, you maybe you heard about us. Like, no, I've never heard of so yeah. And then three minutes later, they'll be like, didn't you blow up a sewing machine? That that's you guys, right? Like <laughs> yeah. everyone's seen the video, but nobody <laughs> saw them. You know, yeah. like it's it's a really weird thing. We we wanted to prove in those videos that the quilting industry or this we consider it to be the sewing industry isn't what you do when you walk into a quilt store. The yeah. industry is actually when you go home. Well, what are you doing? You are a sewer. What are you doing when you go home? And that was the point of, of the series. Yeah. Well, you guys have really got me dreaming right now because I cannot wait to visit Soya for the first time and put my little Summerland BC Canada pin and your map right. and your cork board. <laughs> you like uh, to. Yeah, Whenever when I come, go. when I do come to Vegas, we we'll have to do something super fun, like a hike in the Red Rocks or something like that. Wonderful! It'll be bringing bringing me back to a trip. I used to rock climb in the Red Rocks, like we went on a big trip many many years ago. So very cool. Uh, it'll bring back some great memories. Okay, so YouTube has been so much fun to watch along the way. So it's so yeah, quilting on YouTube. Now let's talk a little bit about some of these wonderful events that you guys do. So there's retreats and cruises and, but then there's also some really wonderful kind of service giving back to the community and the world actually. So let's talk about some of those things. Awesome. So we, we host two retreats here in Las Vegas every year. Uh, so far, you know, uh, as of today, as of today, we do two retreats a year. Uh, we do one in, in October and one in February. Yeah. We realized uh, when we were talking with our customers through our YouTube shows that a lot of people wanted to get together and sew, but there were a lot of people that were also uncomfortable traveling or didn't quite, hadn't traveled a lot. And so we've made our retreats 100% all-inclusive. Well, and put yourself in their shoes. Let's say you're 75 years old. You're yeah. going to come to Las Vegas by yourself. It can be scary. To get yeah. to airport port to someplace randomly in Las Vegas. Yeah. It, it can be scary. scary. So we do all-inclusive retreats. That means... You literally just have to land in Vegas and we take care of everything else. We pick you up. We have the hotel rooms booked. We take care of food, lodging, getting you back to the airport, getting you on your flight safely, and obviously all the fun of the quilting retreat. So our, our retreats yes. are a week long. They start Monday night and they end Friday night and they are just a blast. We have we do them here in Vegas. We do them in the quilt store. So you're not like just in some random convention center or hotel, you know, conference room. They're in the store and they're just and, uh, awesome. And and they're not uh, this like the thing I kind of warn everyone on because we've never gone to retreats ourselves. Okay, like we, we've never actually gone. We've been working, right? And so when we did it, we did it how we would want it to be, and then we realized that wasn't normal. Right. And so which we, I think is why we've had so much success and with it. That's probably why we've had a lot of success with it is that you come and let's say if you're the person that wants to put on your headphones and sew for a week, not the right retreat for you. 
This is going to be fun. Everyone's going to get to know everybody. We're going to have a good time. There's projects. You get four free classes while you're there. You got a la carte class if you want to go there. Shop the store. Shoot off some confetti cannons. Whatever it may be. Like it's it's a party, not just sit and sew. And they're and they're all themed. So like our very first retreat, we did obviously we're in Las Vegas. We had to do a Vegas retreat, right? So it's yeah, just exactly. called the Vegas baby. So that was the retreat. The second one we did, we did an English garden retreat. Uh, the one coming up uh, in October is a island, island paradise retreat. So we also do things themed around it. You know, we have entertainment come in. We have yeah. all kinds of stuff. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And then you talked about cruises as well. We're going to do our first ever cruise in May of next year. So okay. that one's coming up. We're super excited about it. It's going to go up to Alaska. And uh, well, we, we had one all scheduled for this year. And then, unfortunately, and this is a good, bad situation, right? Uh, We couldn't get enough of our people on the boat. Like, Uh there's more people wanting to come than we could house. house. And so we Uh said, listen, we need to vote. (laughs) So it'll be fun. It'll be a really fun time, the cruises. Yeah, that's so great. And I want to move from here into some of the service-based travel and things that you do. So tell us about that. So... All of us served proselyting missions for our church. We're very active in our in our church. And we had parents that raised us to be grateful and to try to give back. And obviously, no one's perfect at that. But we, we really do try to facilitate and organize um, events. And, you know, many hands make light work. So if you can get a group of people together to do something, it makes it so much easier than me making 500 quilts. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we do every type of service project. So most of our service projects we do via YouTube as well as in store. And uh, for example, so like right now, the the 15th of June, so just a couple of days ago, we started our Alaska quilt drive. So we have Soya Quilting here in Las Vegas. We also have a little store up in Alaska called Barely Threaded Quilting. We just barely purchased the store um, a couple of months ago. So we love Alaska. We've been going up there forever. And we've noticed that there's a big homeless population in Alaska. And Alaska's cold. Which I mean, seems like an odd place. It, right? I could see people being yeah. homeless in, you in know, Vegas. California <laughs> or in Vegas yeah. or, you know, where it's warm, right? Yeah. But it's very cold and very wet in Alaska. And so our hearts were going out to these people as we were going out there. You know, we're on vacation and people are out there freezing. So we started seeing that there was a need for it. And on our YouTube channel, we said, you know, what, guys, we're going to make quilts. And we're going to take up to Alaska with us and we'll donate them. So if you want to make a quilt, you can make one and send it to us and we'll take it. Oh, and, my goodness. And, and you it know, was... like 10, 15, 20 quilts. That's our mindset. Sure. We're we'll take an extra bag. Tell you what. I think the first year it was like over, I think it was like 230 quilts got donated the first wow. year in two months. And then the next year it was we, we more... Pushed, we, we, we pushed over 300 with like 500 beanies and it, it just continues to grow. You know, our last yeah. we've done, and we try to do ones that aren't just all for, you know, quilts, you know, yeah. cause everybody, sometimes it gets, it gets a little monotonous making just donation quilts for some people. So yeah. with this year we did one for uh, dresses for girls. So they take dresses to impoverished countries and give them dresses. We, well over a thousand of coming, we, right? we did. So we did, I, I say we, I shouldn't say we, are we're, all of we're our saying we as in the community. we as in the community? Yeah, not, not absolutely. So we, we as in as in we facilitated all of our customers ones that did it right. So yeah, um, our customers donated in over fifteen hundred dresses to be sent wow. 
So and we we did one with uh, do- uh, dolls of hope, where they have little teddy bears and like little dolls. Bears. Um, oh, that, yeah. That's what the patterns for. And we worked with a lady out of Utah that that founded that company or that uh, organization. And we had over five hundred bears donated. You know, the quilting industry, like I said in the, earlier in this conversation, is just what generous people we have in the quilting industry. And yeah. the service really is. It's like I said. You know, if you can only make two bears, it might be a little difficult for you to figure out well, where do I do with those? How do I how do I give back? How do I whatever? But if you know that everybody else is making bears too, and you can send in two, great. Yeah. You send them. You send them here. We collect them during a certain period of time, and then we get them to the right people. That way, you don't have to worry about the. We take the the logistics out of doing service. Well, and yeah. and it, it's this funny. It, it gets weird, right? Because we're we facilitate these events and these service projects. We're also a retail business, so we're selling products, right? Yeah. We facilitate. That's our job in this, to facilitate and get from point A to point B. And something that people don't realize, too, is it costs thousands of dollars in, in shipping things, you know? Yeah. And it, we can't make them, but I, we can for sure get them. I personally, somebody, took, you know? I personally took with my my sweet wife, who's Colombian, 200 bears down to the elementary school that she went to school at in Columbia. Oh. Talk about uh, on our YouTube channel. We have two different videos we've done so far where one, we take quilts out to villages that were flooded in Alaska. And the other one is when we went down to Columbia and delivered these bears to these little kids in just impoverished, impoverished countries. And it's, it's amazing. The reality wise is we've been very fortunate to travel. We've traveled all, all over the place and we've gone to many different countries. All you have to do is step foot out of North America to realize that even if if you are whatever circumstance you're going through, step out of our our great country in Canada even, and you'll see how fortunate you are if you're in the worst circumstance. And and we, me and Brody both lived in Argentina for our missions and sad, sad story, right? If life wasn't treated like it was life down there like yeah. you live you die eh, that's kind of you survive it was way more about survival and yeah so to be able to give back in some way is amazing luckily we've been able to ship things all throughout the world but start local it's very easy go to the soup kitchen volunteer three hours yeah or make a or, stocking for christmas and give it to somebody that's homeless like yeah, yeah. you don't have to do something grand service the only thing that matters to us is that you're doing something yeah and we tell everyone you know if you're joining in so like our alaska quilt drive is from um, june 15th to august 15th so the last we'll collect the last of the quilts last year we sent literally sent three pallets up to alaska and it's just amazing to see the work and the the donations that everyone sent in but if you want to send it to if you have a quilt that you want to make and you want to send it to us that we and we're gonna take it to Alaska, wonderful. If you want to make yeah. it and you want to hand it to a homeless person that's there in your town, do it. Yeah. You want to give it to your local, you know, fire department, they can give it to someone that's in a crisis, do it. You know, it's it's about giving back to those around us because we're if you're blessed enough to be able to be quilting and to have that luxury, we can give back to other people. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it, and you know I was involved in a quilting project once where we sent forty four quilts to Tanzania, and it was my son cool. at seventeen. He was going with his school trip to build paint and build a school, and when he got back, I remember saying to him, 
you know, what, what was it like when the quilts were handed out and, and that kind of thing. And he actually, I mean, even though that was amazing, the thing that stuck with him the most was a friend of his in his class. They were eating a plate with some rice and some meat and some peas. And he said she kept pushing her peas aside and she wasn't going to eat them. And he kept thinking to himself, how could she not eat her peas in front of these kids who don't get this meal that we're getting? They get some yeah. kind of slushy something that's not yeah. even, you know. And so he really learned a lesson there. And it's kind of nice to um, take something really good away from a country that you're visiting that's not our country and sure. give back to the community. So I really admire what you guys are all doing. Yeah. Well, well, and, and so, it's even, we also do things that are local too. You know, we have one yeah. of our customers that every time she gets on our Saturday night show, she's prepping for dinner at a soup kitchen. And we kind of just we kind of laughed about it, like, "Hey, you, what are you cooking today?" You know, we, I mean, we've always, you know, she's been on the show for months, and and then one day I'm like, well, "Tell us about your soup kitchen." You know, it was, this is via you know the chat as we're doing our live show, and she said yeah. it's called the the Five Star Super Kitchen, and I was, that's what a great name, right? And so we started talking, and then, <laughs> yeah. um, like I said, we we sell um all the brands of sewing machines. So she ended up buying a handy quilter from us, and mm-hmm. I said, "Listen, we're gonna do." a service project, why don't we make like little bags, little kits, hygiene bags, hygiene bags for your soup kitchen. And she said, great. Uh-huh. So we announced it and people sent in, you know, just hundreds of bags. And so we actually flew out there, set up her long arm and then delivered the bags at the same time. You know, uh-huh. so it's, we do things locally. We do them anywhere that we find a spot that we can help. We try well, to. Our, our one that just ended um, is for the Katie Hospice Center out in Texas. So that we had an aunt that just passed away and she passed away there. And uh, it, the amazing, amazing experience as far as the, this hospice center goes. Caregivers, the, yeah. The lady there was just absolutely amazing. And she said to us, I said to my mom in passing that it would be really nice if people could make wheelchair quilts. Now, you don't ever think about that. You don't think yeah. you need a special quilt for people in wheelchairs. And we're like, we can, we can do something about that. And so... She says the number, we need X number of quilts, and that would literally put a quilt on everyone. And so it's, it's... And we're, I don't know what the official count is. Well, 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 well like we're, but it's, they're, they're quilts that have the bottom corners cut off. Yeah. So that it doesn't get stuck under the wheels, you know? And, and yeah. it's, you know, for all of our Texans that are going to be listening to this, they're going to your community. You know what I mean? Like it's, we yeah. try to help everywhere we can. Well, and yeah. take, take, take what you want from this. Unfortunately. It's going to your backyard. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't, you don't have to look very far to find something that, you know, to, to do better. And so we always invite everyone, just do something better. You know, if, if you're not a quilter and, and you're listening to the podcast or you're seeing us on YouTube, do something, you know, like maybe it's just you're going to give 20 bucks or take the guy on that's homeless a hamburger, whatever it may be, try to better people around you. And as yeah. soon as you're doing that, keep going. Okay, so let's end on the quilt drive for the homeless that's happening right now. You just launched it on the 15th. So how is it going? And if we have a listener who's thinking, yeah, I want to get involved in that, how can they help you out? Wonderful. So it just barely started. So our quilt drive just barely started, and it will go through the 15th of August. And we we have a couple different approaches that you can take, okay? So every last quilter on the planet has a layer cake or a jelly roll or a fat coat bundle that's sitting there. They're probably not going to ever use. They right? were given. They were given. It was, <laughs> they got one. They liked it. And they probably still like it. But there's it's sitting on their shelf, right? Yeah. 
take that jelly roll or that layer cake, get yourself a simple pattern and sew it up. Like okay. literally you can make a two hour, we call them two hour power strip quilts, right? A jelly roll race quilt. You can, it will take you two hours. We, we have an entire know? playlist on our YouTube channel of layer cake, jelly roll, quick, easy turn it, turn out. So, so make yourself a quilt. We, all of the instructions of this is on our website. So soyaquilting.com and it says service projects and it gives you demand, you know, general dimensions and general guidelines. Some service projects are more, uh, specific than others but this one is very much use whatever fabric you want it doesn't yeah. need to be themed doesn't need to do whatever and we're looking for around you know between lap and twin size quilts you got to think yeah. someone's going to be carrying this you know they don't have somewhere to leave their things so a lap to twin size quilts that someone can take and use in cold alaska so yeah. anybody that would like to donate we would be more than happy and more than gracious to accept and take those up to Alaska with us. And if you're a true quilter, right? Just open up your closet, grab the top, the quilt top that's sitting there that's been there for 30 years. Okay. <laughs> Long arm that thing real quick and send, and send it, it in. It's not, right? Like I said, a couple of different approaches. <laughs> grab a top that you're already done with. Finish it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Do and Practice your free motion quilting on it. Stitch in the ditch, whatever. Take, take a pre-cut, make one up. Grab a group of ladies together. You guys are going to sew together on Friday night anyways or Saturday night anyways and yes. say, hey, guys, let's all make a quilt top and we'll finish them in the next, you know, two or three weeks and then we'll we'll send them in. Dump out your scrap, yeah. back, your scrap bin for that dog bed you're never going to make. Right. And just sew <laughs> It's really Crazy true. Quilts. You know, it, it's we get caught up sometimes in, well, I might not be a good quilter or I don't quite know what I'm doing or I don't know quite what to make. It doesn't matter. Warm is yeah. warm is warm. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't, I don't want it to sound like, Hey, don't make the best quality for someone that's homeless. Right. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter if your if your meander is off, it doesn't matter if your quilting isn't quite right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's going to keep snowing warm. You're, you're practicing your skills. They're getting a wonderful benefit from it. And the world is becoming a better place. Well, and, and it's always amazing to me. Every time we do a service project, it happens like every single time. And someone says, well, I'm sending you this quilt top. I'm so excited. We get their quilt top and there's a handwritten note because most quilters are amazing people. And it always says, this is the first time I've ever made a quilt. Oh, it's amazing. So it's it's yeah. really tough to see people trying. Yeah. Well, what a great time to move into the lightning round, Robin. So this, oh, is, a, this is a series of rapid fire questions. It's super fun. Are you guys ready? Yes. Super easy. Super easy, super fun. Yeah. Okay. So any of you at any time can just jump in. You can all three answer. It doesn't really matter. So what is your favorite tool or notion? Artelli rotary cutter. Clearly perfect slotted trimmers. I'm a Taylor's chalk guy. <laughs> okay. And do you ever have a sewing or quilting escape? Just the three of you? No. 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 <laughs> do you need that? that something you deserve? Yeah. <laughs> we fish a lot. We fish a lot. <laughs> you fish a lot. Oh, that sounds like fun. Okay, do you have any kind of personal reward systems for getting things done? Fishing. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. It really is. Like we you gotta think we're around the quilting all the time, which we love. Yeah. But then there's also like, you know, we're gonna take a break, we're gonna go with the family, we're gonna go fishing, spend time at the beach, whatever. Go to Florida, yeah, you know. Okay, so what is the fish in Vegas that you can like catch and cut and eat? No, we, we, no, we, we, we travel. Somewhere. 
we travel. Oh, you go somewhere else. Well, you yeah. got to come up to Manitoba, Canada and have some of our pickerel. It's Great. like amazing. It's, that's Wonderful. my favorite fish. That's where I grew up. Um, <laughs> okay. What is a skill in quilting that each of you would still love to learn? Paper piecing. My gosh, paper piecing. <laughs> no. There's a running joke right now. Okay. I've been working on this paper piecing project, right? I'm about 10% there. I've been pe- 10% there since January, right? <laughs> like, I, I just can't get it. Paper piecing. English paper piecing or just paper foundation paper piecing? Foundation. foundation. Yeah. Oh, okay. You'll never catch me English paper piecing. That's never good. I what? Said. Oh, come on. Like, aren't you guys <laughs> doing tulip pink, queen of diamonds? Like, come on. It's the big thing. No. <laughs> We, no. we we sell that. We don't, we don't, we don't do that. <laughs> okay. 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 So um, have you had any weird, funny, or crazy customer moments? Oh, yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah that you can tell one. me about. <laughs> that you can tell me about. <laughs> right? Yeah. How long is this question supposed to last? Because, uh, <laughs> uh, no, you, here's the thing. When you have a YouTube channel, like we were in New York City in Central Park a couple of weeks ago after an event walking yeah. through central park and somebody stopped and was like hey i watch you guys on youtube like <laughs> people start, as much as we don't have like millions of subscribers yeah. people know who we are and they they recognize us so yeah. every once in a while you know speaking of crazy experiences every once in a while you'll be in the airport and somebody just run up and give you a hug and you're like wait a second i don't even know who you are like tell me who you are <laughs> tell me your name and then we can go from there then you can give me a hug right yeah, <laughs> I, I, I had a lady pat the back of my head that's weird like that's weird <laughs> I yeah. had somebody take a picture with me in the customer service line at Walmart last night. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Weird stuff happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so funny. I saw a post of me on YouTube or on Facebook. Yeah. And it was just me on someone else's account. That's a little weird. <laughs> and I was like, like yeah, oh, I saw him. I snapped a photo. Yeah. I saw him. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's, oh, that's awkward so sometimes. funny. Okay. So who causes the most problems of the three of you? I do. Yeah, come. <laughs> Definitely Tiankum. Okay. What's the worst thing about owning a quilt store? Oh, working uh, with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> the I think worst everyone, thing, everyone's gonna be different on this one. The worst thing about owning a quilt store. Exactly. Taxes. Taxes. <laughs> yeah. Um wow, that's a hard one. I never thought about the, that. The thing that's hard for me and what I do is the industry doesn't move at our speed. Uh-huh. We move a lot faster than the industry does of like I've got this great idea. We're going to launch it next year. Yeah. You know, I would, like it's always, I would say, I was going to say the same thing with people. It's like, you want to get together and do something with somebody. And it's like, well, yeah, we'll get to that. And it's like, maybe we're just not cool enough to get work with these people. But, <laughs> but no, just the, it's like an eternity of like old habits die hard. And there's a lot of people that don't want to change or don't want to innovate or don't want to move forward. So probably that. Yeah. Okay. And I I find like, I was expecting one of you maybe to say that fabric comes and it's just gone so quickly that they can't get the fabric that's on the pattern cover anymore. That's one See, thing. That's that... a good, that's a good problem to have. That means you yeah. sold it. Well, and, right? and, and <laughs> this is, I don't want to say this because people are going to be like, oh my gosh. Right. There's also for a lot of patterns out there, you can call the company and be like, Hey, listen, that fabric would be amazing. It sold out. Can you change the cover? You know, ah. you can change the cover. You know, we sold the same pattern lots of times. Yeah, yeah, you good know, idea. A little trade secret there. Okay, so of all of the siblings, who is the favorite child? Tiankum. <laughs> we just had this conversation. <laughs> Definitely Tiankum. Some days. Literally, we were in, all of our family was together, and I'm like, yeah, we got Golden Child over there. And mom's like, who are you talking about? And all of us were like, Tiankum. <laughs> <laughs> I got into okay. the least amount of trouble, okay? It's just what it is. 
<laughs> and now you cause the most amount of trouble in the culture. Right? In the store, <laughs> yeah. at least. Yeah. Both sides. Okay, and finally, this is the last question. Who is the best quilter? <laughs> There's the, an wait, ominous... Wait, wait, wait. I, and, uh, I'm, 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 there. I'm 100% this quilter. guy. Yeah, define the question, quilter. Okay, okay. so who can make a quilt starting from design to piecing and quilting from scratch the best? Everything. I, mean, I think we all can. The thing here's the thing too. Obviously, we're brothers and we work we work together. We do all we can not to work against each other. So we don't ever have those types of competitions because there's no point, there's nothing to prove. Like all of us are here together. We all know what we're doing. Sometimes people are like, hey, show me how to do this again, or vice versa. Yeah. There's lots of times here walks in, he's like, Okay, listen to this. And he'll tell me the exact process and he's done it right. And I'm like, Yeah. And he's like, Okay, I'll just make sure I was right and walk out. So um yeah. It, Brody, Brody has Brody's a better piecing, and when he makes something, the points are exact. Yeah, yeah. Brody probably got the best embroidery game. Zachary's probably technically most savvy. He the other day, Zach just like, oh hey, I designed this paper piecing pattern. You know, like <laughs> Zach's got that, and I deal more in the long arm world. You know, yeah. like we we don't we don't really go head to head like that very often. Well, I have to say that was the most heartwarming answer I could have ever imagined because first of all, you're all like, no. And then then you pointed out all your best bits about each other. So right. it was really it was really sweet. It was really sweet. So thank you for braving the lightning I'll round, Robin. Trophy, one, just, yeah, know. okay. <laughs> It'll be a hug and a smile. That's the only trophy right, there. There you be. go. <laughs> okay, so thank you for braving the lightning round, Robin. So I've mentioned your website a couple times. It's so yeahquilting.com where we can find everything that you offer. But where's the best place for quilters to connect with you on social media? So social media 100 percent is our YouTube channel. Obviously, <laughs> we have Facebook, we have Instagram, we have TikTok, but on, like all those, like, like all those, fine. subscribe to all of those, <laughs> give us a yeah. thumbs up, do it all, please. But yeah. on our YouTube channel, we really can get to connect with our customers on our live shows every Tuesday and Saturday at 5 p.m. You can comment and say, hey, I just listened to the podcast with Quilter on Fire. I loved it. And we are going to reply to you and say, hey, Betty or Linda or whoever, thank you so much for listening. Glad you're joining us. Like we can really connect with you and we can actually talk yeah. via, you know, via and, YouTube. And that's something that we're super, super grateful for is that we are a larger business, obviously, but we're still a small business. You yeah. know, we, we're not corporate people. Okay. We, we've never been corporate people. We it's just how it is. And when you see us live on things, we're the ones reading the comments. We don't have someone reading us comments. We want to see who's talking. What's the talk about? And so we, we want we to help. If you message someone on social media, their assistant to their assistant to their assistant is answering it on live yeah. YouTube channel. We're reading the comments out loud. We're talking to you. So please yeah. connect with us on YouTube. And you, you can even watch us at night invite people to do this is that we have our screens and all of our equipment and all that kind of stuff. And you'll see us like this, like not looking at the camera, looking a little bit off the camera. And uh, people will say, what are you doing? It's like, I'm reading what you're We're saying. We're trying to read the comments. Like, trying to <laughs> keep up with yeah. you. So yeah, please connect with us on YouTube as well as obviously if you're in Vegas or you're in Alaska, come and drop into one of our stores and, you know, Facebook, Facebook Instagram, Instagram, all of that. Well, yeah. if if you hit us up on Facebook any of those platforms, it'll be a my sister will be yeah. one of us, but it's all the same, right? Wonderful. Okay, so now as we wrap up, what do you want quilters to take away most from our conversation today? 
be good people, help the people around you, and watch lots of YouTube. <laughs> well, well, we we have a really good friend of ours that we've become friends over the course of this little bit. Named Stephanie Stitches, fellow YouTuber. She had her little tagline, her slogan, and and I've always loved it. Is kindness matters. Very simple, super easy. We want everyone to take away that. Be good people. Make the world better. If you feel like the world's not good, do something. Make it better at, in your little world. That, that you and you, you can do that in your quilting circles. You can do that in your guilds. You can do that in your church groups. You can do that in your community, in your neighborhood. You know, and you can do it through sewing. You know, you yeah. can, you'd be amazed at why if you've ever been to a Quilts of Valor presentation, there isn't a dry eye in the room. You yeah. know, like that makes a difference in the lives Even of us. Those. Even us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even, you know, it makes a difference to the people that are getting those veterans that are getting those quilts. And it makes a difference to those homeless people that are getting that quilt or those little girls that are getting those dresses or those teddy bears. It makes a difference. So you can make a difference in the life of somebody else just simply by doing what you love. And that's sewing or quilting or bag making or whatever it is. And a little invitation for absolutely everybody, right? Mm -hmm. You're, You're listening to this wonderful podcast, wonderful people, right? Once the podcast is over, sit there for two seconds and say, when was the last time I did something good for someone? If you can't immediately come up with the answer, got a problem. Do something about that. Make some cookies. Go go take them to your, call the loved one that you haven't talked to in forever. You know, get over whatever problems you have, like do something. I I just barely saw something on social media today. It's funny that we're having this conversation now. Obviously, this is an extreme situation, right? And I don't want to taint what we're saying but like this multimillionaire guy fakes his death right and this is a true story i watched the video he he fakes his death right and (laughs) he has brothers and siblings that they don't talk and never get together it's always like oh we're gonna get together and this and that and so everybody's at the funeral everybody's crying everybody's made these speeches and he shows up in a helicopter and lands behind the casket like where they're gonna be and he gets out and people are like running up and hugging him and everything. And he stands up to the pulpit of the thing of the, the ceremony. And he says, why wait till now to cry and to say how much we missed that person when we could have done it all along. And uh-huh. like, that really hit me this morning. I was just like, man, like I, I don't, you know, if you have a loved one or anyone around you that you haven't, you don't have the best relationship with tomorrow is never a guarantee. Like yeah. have that conversation, say hi, say bye, say whatever, but be good and do good. Yeah. I love it. What a great way to end the show. This has been such a fun, fun show to record. And I want to give a little shout out to Zach in the background because he's been a little quiet, but I have to say there's three dynamics here. You guys are a great, great team, but I wish that I had my own personal Zach in the background of my business too. So I just wanted to give you a little shout out. Everybody needs a Zach. You've been the strong, silent one in the background. <laughs> no, we dedicate an entire month to Zach. It's called, called it Zach Kober. It's amazing <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah, so great. So great. I cannot wait to visit Soya in person. And Tianko, I'm really excited about meeting you in person at Brunini University. So Brody, Zach, and Tianko, it has been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for sharing your story with me today. Thank you so much Thank for having you. us. We really appreciate it. Okay, so that was my show with the So Yeah Quilting family. I was delighted to hear about a startup that captured the hearts of these three brothers and their family, and it grew to include a bricks and mortar or two, online YouTube retreats, travel, and more. 
But again, I'll say that a purpose-driven company really tops it in my books, and the way they give back is truly heartwarming. Be sure to watch for their Alaska Quilt Project, which is currently happening. It's underway, and you will see it all over their socials and on YouTube, and I loved sharing their story with you. Now, before you go, don't forget the Square One Stepping Into Textile Art Bootcamp is now on demand. Get your textile art supplies out and make your project start to finish right along with me. You will make a small textile art piece with your own original five-inch square art element as the feature. And it's only $37. Go to quilteronfire.com to buy the course with forever access today. Thank you for listening to the Quilter on Fire podcast. Until next time, Dream big and have fun in the studio with the Quilter on Fire.